You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to another amazing episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Prevagen, America's number one brain health supplement. Go to Prevagen.com to learn more about improving your memory. Now, before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. Well, I am very excited for today's episode. My guest is none other than Brady Seals. He comes from a long line of iconic musicians, including his cousins, Jimmy Seals of Seals and Crofts, Dan Seals of England Dan and John Ford Coley, his uncle, hit songwriter Troy Seals, who is in the Songwriter Hall of Fame for uh, his hit song, Who's Gonna Fill Their Shoes? Many of you know that song. And Chuck Seals, Crazy Arms. And he has sold more than 11 million albums, topped three genres simultaneously, and Brady songs continue to captivate audience and attract licenses for TV, radio, and film. While a touring musician since the age of 16, Brady is best known for his six-year tenure as keyboardist and co-lead singer for the multi-platinum group Little Texas. They were voted ACM's Vocal Group of the Year and received two Grammy nominations. The group also celebrated three consecutive number one hits with What Might Have Been, God Blessed Texas, and My Love, all of which Brady Seals co-wrote. And we are here today to talk about his memoir, his autobiography called God Bless Texas and Me Too. And Brady, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, man. That 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 intro was like the best intro ever. <laughs> that, was, that was so good. You make me sound so good. I liked it. Well, well, I tell you one thing. I've, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to brag just a bit on myself because I don't like to do that. But I've had a couple of guests who told me that they enjoyed the intro so much that one of them wanted it on tape so he could play it every time he entered a room. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, what was, what is so cool is, um, I love guests like you cause I love talking to musicians and I, I went online, I was on YouTube and, and because I mean, I confess I, for years, I love Seals and Crofts. I was, and still is a big, huge England Dan and John Ford Coley fan because I, I love the songs of the 70s, and my wife laughs at me. My daughter laughs at me even more because they know that I'm the king of the road of middle-of-the-road type songs. I love yeah. songs like that because they're life, they're emotional. Uh, you know, your family, in you, you, when you sing, you're te- we can understand the story. We can understand what's being sung. We, we feel it. And uh, where does that come from? Well, you know, I mean, for me, I I remember growing up, I I started playing the piano when I was nine years old. And I remember playing the piano and playing something that I was learning. And and I remember my dad saying to me, or I'd, I'd, I'd play something, I'd say, what do you think, dad? And he'd say, 
you know what, play it one more time, but this time just just give me just give me a little bit more feeling, you know. And I for me personally, my dad and mom were very, very emotional, spiritual people. And um and they and they were always uh, you know kind of uh leading me by my heart uh instead of my mind and 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 i you know as as i grew up and kind of found out a little bit more about dan and jimmy of course i knew troy really well because troy was my dad's brother um but dan and jimmy i didn't really know until later on in my life and when i started kind of like sitting down and listening to what they do, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it is so, it's so similar to how I do things. Now, mind you, they've had incredible success. I'm not comparing myself to them, but I can really understand there's a tie between us. And it's, and it's, and it's really, really cool to at least uh, say that I'm a part of the family. Well, you come from a very strong gene pool is what I'm going to say. And, and what took me back, um, I was watching a video of you and Lua, uh, Seals and Croft 2, and you were singing one of the songs, and I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh. Because, you know, with Little Texas, you know, I can hear you, but I can also hear, you know, the other singer. And But when you and Lua are doing the Seals and Crofts type songs, I can hear that Seals voice come through it's almost <laughs> such a duplication it's uncanny it's 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 kind of wild you know um i'll just i'll just be brief about lua and i's connection um lua as you know is dash Croft's daughter and uh lua and i performed together years and years ago back in the 90s when i had a solo deal at warner brothers and she went out on the road with me as my background singer which if anybody knows, Lua is just an incredible singer. She's so good, you know, like like uh, Mariah Carey kind of good. She's really, really good. So, so when she was singing background for me, I always thought, man, I should be singing background for her. You know, she's so good. So, but uh, I was writing this family album thing, which in the future I may do. Um, I was writing this family album kind of thing where I would take three songs by Seals and Crofts, three songs by Dan, three songs by Troy, and three songs that I've done and kind of make an album out of it. Well, I had asked Lua to come over and sing, and immediately we sang Summer Breeze, and then we sang Get Get Closer. Mm -hmm. And it was magical, man. It was like, oh, my gosh. You know, well, I I watched the video. I mean, when I saw Get Closer and with you and Lewis singing, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, you know, for music fans, to me, that was, it was jaw dropping because I could understand why, you know, Seals and Croft 2 came about because it, it was perfect. I mean, I mean, it's literally amazing because, I mean, I'm, I'm on Spotify and I see Summer Breeze. And literally, ladies and gentlemen, it's at 99.7 million plays. I mean, people, that, that, that means that that song is literally a part of one's life. And, and yeah. I've got to step up here because when I, when I hear you and Lewis sing, um, 
get closer. Mm-hmm. And I, then I watched and listened to Sills and Crofts sing Get Closer. Something popped into my mind that I've only heard one person ever say. Barry Gibb, uh, he got asked a question once about harmony, and he says, you know, nobody sings harmony anymore. Nobody knows how to sing harmony. Yeah. They don't even try to sing harmony, and it's and it's becoming a lost art. But there is harmony within Seals and Crofts. There's harmony within Seals and Crofts too. And there was there is harmony within Little Texas because I went back to listen to some of the Little Texas songs again, and I was like, wow, somebody's you know people don't you know I like to pay attention to things like that. I mean, my wife is notorious for sitting there listening to a song, and she can hear something played in the background. She goes, Hey, did you hear somebody play that bell? I'm like, what bell? And, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, wow. So, and, and because she, she comes from a musical side. So she listens to those things, but the harmony that you guys have is, is just a lost art today. And, and I loved hearing it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, harmony, harmony was a big part of uh, me growing up as well. My mom, was a really good singer. Uh, she she sang in church all the time, and she had uh, four sisters. And those sisters would come over for the holidays, and and it it was the first time that I really honestly got a like face to face and was like able to hear the different voices uh, and the different harmonies. And and it, it was as if the the sisters knew exactly which part that each one of them should sing, you know, and, and it was really cool. And, and she was on, you know, of course my mom's uh, maiden name was Pennington. So it didn't even have anything to do with seals, you know? And so, but, but I learned that from mom early on. Um, and then later on, of course, it really, really helped with uh, little Texas um, and got schooled, you know, with with those guys of just going in and, and working hours upon hours on making sure that that the harmonies are right. Because what's so interesting about harmonies is the structure. If if one guy or one gal goes in the wrong direction, the whole harmony needs to switch because the 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 chord itself changes. So it's it's a very, very intricate and very, very um moving uh, thing within music. I love, I love harmony. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. And I think the only group that even comes to mind for modern day is little big town. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they don't, they don't even need an instrument to sing. I mean, yeah. they just belt it out. I mean, acapella is, is their wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. but let me ask you this because we are here today, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about one thing and that is Brady seals brand new book. God blessed Texas and me too. And Brady, what made you want to write your memoir? You seem young for that. Well, you know, about 15 years ago, I started uh, just writing some ideas and stuff that was going through my brain, just trying to kind of like not forget certain things. Um, and and I and I just kind of put it down after a while because I thought you know what nobody really wants to hear my story you know, and I just put it down and and it just it just kind of went away for the longest time and um oh, I went on with life and but in 2017 I went through probably the hardest time of my life um my my ex let me know that she wanted a divorce and. 
it was devastating for me, man. It really was. Um, and it was devastating for my son at the time. And it really, really um, affected our home. Uh, it, it, it affected everything, you know, about my life. And I started reading all kinds of Christian books, uh, specifically by Max Licato. I, I'm yes. a big Max Licato fan. Um, and, and, and I would listen to sermons and I just really, really dove into the word of God. And, and I just got inspired, man. I just thought, you know, and one day somebody said something about God bless Texas. And I, and I thought to myself, you know, God's blessed me too. You know, and, 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 and that's, and that's where I thought, you know what, that would be a really, really cool book where each chapter begins with God and it ends with God because each chapter of my life has been that way. And so I just thought that it was time to do it. Well, you know, that was, that's funny that you bring that up because that it's actually one of my questions to you today, because as I'm going through the book. I'm like, wow, here's a guy that we would look at as being um, a secular musician, big, super country star with Little Texas. I mean, my gosh, everybody knows the words to every Little Texas song there is. And but every chapter started off with a Bible scripture. And I was like, wow. And what it told me was, is that you never forgot your roots you right. know who to answer to. But let, before we get into that, I want to ask you a question because you brought up, you know, the, the divorce was 2017. It was devastating. And and I'm going to ask you this question. You can answer it or not. <laughs> you can say okay. move on or whatever. But d did when she came to you wanting a divorce, what, did did you feel blindsided or do you take responsibility as to why it happened? Both. Um, I was certainly blindsided. Um, I, I, I didn't see it coming. Uh, there was no real indications. Um, I mean, we had had some marital issues. Uh, but, but, but again, I thought all of those were really easy to fix, you know, and I thought if there was anything that I was doing or, or not doing, I thought, you know, Hey, I can, I can work on that. You know, I was always open to counseling. I had, I, we, we actually had went to counseling at, at one point to a Christian counselor in Franklin and, and, and I thought that it went really well, you know, and it kind of healed um, us and I, and I thought that we were good, you know. Um, so, so yes, I, I, I certainly look back on my, um, my marriage and think to myself, well, yeah, I could have done that different. Yeah, I could have done that. But overall, man, my, my, my intention, my, my, my intentions were good. I, I, I was never a person who would ever think of, cheating on her or, um, uh, you know, abusing her in any way. So it was more of a, she just wasn't happy, you know? And, and so, so I felt like, you know what, I am responsible. If she's not happy, then I am responsible in some way for sure. Um, and it, and it, it was hard, man. It was super, super hard. And for the longest time, um, I beat myself up. 
You know, I, I, yeah. I I'm pretty hard on myself uh, anyway. Um, so when that happened, you know, Willie Nelson's got a song uh, off the Redheaded Stranger album where he has a lyric in there uh, where he's talking about uh, the redheaded stranger and, and he gets left. The redheaded stranger gets left and, and he cries like a panther in the middle of the night. And, and there was, there was one, well, not, not one, but probably I, I could count maybe six or seven times where I just wailed on the floor, man. It was hard, hard. And, and, and look, I mean, I had, I had gone through, um, my mom dying, my, my dad passing away, my favorite aunt, my favorite cousin, um, you know, all of my grandparents, all that. And, and don't get me wrong, that was super hard as well. But this was on a whole other level because I knew how important it was to God. Yeah. That was what was so, so hard for me because I didn't want this to happen. I really honestly didn't. But and, and I would pray every night. I fasted every night to try to reconcile, to try to save the marriage. And it just wasn't something that she wanted to do, you know. And, yeah. and, I, and I realized at a particular point, no matter how much I prayed, it was not up to God. It was up to my ex-wife. You know, it was her will, not God's will. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. Um, you know, I mean, I confess, I mean, I've been married for... 33 years oh, my wife and but here's the thing the first 20 years i was a jerk and to tell you the truth i have a brother-in-law who i'm not who's kind of famous in his own right he's in the gospel music hall of fame and uh you know we were having wow. problems and he got on the phone with me he said and, and i won't i'm just gonna say it verbatim what he told me yeah he said ward you're an asshole yeah and i went Yep. Because God will use people that you know you will not cross. So he used him because there was no way I was going to cross him because I respected him so much. But he told me the truth. So I know what it's like to be sitting on the floor at the bottom of a barrel. The only thing you got to do is look up and and it's only God's grace. And, you know, and, and you said it, too, you know she made that decision. And, and for me, I had to let, I had to let go, let God. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, my marriage is, is going to be over. And, but the thing yeah. is, is I had, you know, he jerked a knot in my tail and then I had to jerk a knot in my own tail and get back to where I needed to be. And, you know, and, and in a year's time, you know, the Lord reconciled all of that and praise the Lord. And, and you know, I feel like, the, you know, I feel like that at the 20 year mark, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like the, the moment in time when the cross separated BC from AD, it was yeah. kind of like that for me, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, enough about me back on you. So I, I'm glad I'm, I'm thankful that you, you answered that question very, very honestly. And I think for all my listeners out there who, who go through heartbreak of some type, will definitely learn from that. But I want to ask you something because I know, you know, as you know, I love, cause I'm, I'm still reading your book and and like I said, I love reading autobiographies. I love reading real life. And I love reading stories when it comes to musicians because there's always backstories upon backstories, mm-hmm. and which is why I have a lot of them on my show. But how did you yourself transition from going to a Pentecostal church on Sundays to being on the secular stage every night? 
Oh my gosh. It, that, that, that was tough. It really was. Um, I left home at 16 years old uh, to go out on the road. I, I actually left my 11th grade year. And I, when I went out on the road, um, I went out with the promise that I would um, do my homework and so on and so forth and take and, and uh, go to night school and then graduate with my class. So I, I got a head start. Um, so I, this was something that I wanted very, very early in my life. Um, but when I went out there, it was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was awakening for sure. For me, I was just like, Oh my gosh. Uh, I had no idea that the world was so crazy. And so, um, I mean, look, I mean, you can do anything that you want to do if you really want to, you know? Um, and for me, you know, early on, I mean, the, the first time I, you know, tried a shot of whiskey was out in California in Hollywood at a Motel 6 sitting there with with one of the musicians in the band who was much older than me at the time. And he said, here, here, son, you know, take this thing. And I, I tried a shot of whiskey and I just like was, oh, my Lord. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's the worst thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> what you is know, this rubbing alcohol in my mouth? Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, and so, so, so yeah, there was, there was whiskey and then there was, there was marijuana, um, you know, rampant out on the road. You could get it anywhere. Um, you know, every club owner had it or, uh, road crew or whatever the case may be. And there for a while I smoked. Um, and, 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 you know, just thought maybe I could, you know, escape myself somehow, just kind of live it up a little bit, you know? And, uh, you know, I explain in the book where it's so easy to get off on those little side roads, you know, and, and, and miss, miss your exit, Miss yeah. the real exit, you know, and and um, so I, I just uh, I, I'm just thankful, man. I'm just I'm just thankful that 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 God was able to continue to lead me in the right direction, even though I was in these really bad places sometimes. Now, now, mind you, I never did hard drugs. I never did that. It scared me to death, you know. Um, yeah. But but my vice was women back in the day, you know, just because I was so lonely out on the road and and I didn't know what to do with myself and my time out there. And uh, I mean, if you think about it, you know, you're you're only playing like maybe two hours out of 24. Right. So so what do you do with the rest? You know, I'm, and, and so for me, that was my biggest vice for uh, quite some time. Well, but, I read that in the book because. You know, um, you know, I, I was reading, I was reading the story in which, you know, you would, you know, you'd hang out with some girl. Um, then I'm not going to, I don't think you mentioned names of this one particular person that, that, uh, was once a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. And then you got a letter yeah. of warning saying, get rid of her. Yeah. And of course you tell that story. And so I'm not going to, I'm not even going to tell the story cause I want people to buy the book and read it. Um, yeah. But it was, it's like a warning because it's, you know, and when I go through the book, it is so strange because there are people in life in which God's hand is on them. And God is like saying, will you just turn around 
and follow me. I'm yep. giving you grace. I'm giving you mercy. Mm -hmm. You're going to come around. And, you know, I mean, from going from on the road at 16, and then here you are in Little Texas at the age of 21, and stardom hits. I mean, Little Texas technically was country's version of Bon Jovi. Yeah, I mean, right. that's what it was. I mean, I mean, y'all had enough Aquanet and White Rain <laughs> to, have, to have, have enough stock in the company. I mean, between you and Bon Jovi, y'all probably made that company rich. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> which is yeah. funny because there's a picture in there with, uh, with, with Hot Apple Pie, which was another band that I was with uh, later on meeting Bon Jovi. And, and, and truly, you know, Bon Jovi, I, I hung out with the guys from Poison back in the day, Firehouse and... All yeah. those guys, we all hung out, you know. So it was it was a pretty crazy time, man. It really was. Yeah, and it's and and again, ladies and gentlemen, seriously, you know, Brady's book, you know, God bless Texas and me too, is a phenomenal read. And 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 in so many different ways. I mean, it's just it, it's so hard to break it down because there's just so much there. And and not only that, you're part of a musical family. That goes way back. And, and the thing that I love is music itself is, and especially the songs that you have written, Brady, music is part of everybody's life that when a certain song plays and we hear it, and maybe there's something that happened in our life, that song becomes the marker for that memory. Yeah. And 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 that's very very powerful. And I mean, and for you, I mean, with with you and maybe the other guys from Little Texas and and the other people that you have recorded with and wrote with. I mean, what kind of the, some of the stories have you heard that people come up to you and say, "Hey, you know you, that song you wrote? Oh, this is what it did for me." Do you remember any of those kind of stories? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know what? I remember all of them. You know, <laughs> I I, uh, I just feel. I mean, I, I feel so blessed. That's the reason for the book. I feel so blessed because there's been so many people who have come up to me and uh, told told me stories about uh, how what might have been uh, touched them so much because they had had a you know love of their life or whatever and and later on in life they got back together with them or um when I when I when I put out the song Another You Another Me um mm. with with Winona it was it was such a big wedding song it it, it was like in a wedding uh like a publication kind of thing or whatever and they flew me out to Las Vegas which the story is in the book they flew me out to Las Vegas and, and and I sang for five couples that were getting married at the exact same time and sang Another You, Another Me, wow. um, which, which, you know, and, and again, I, I, I just I'm just so blessed. You know, um, uh, um, Another You, Another Me has been used for uh, high school dances, uh, you know, for the theme of their high school dance. And so I've just. I've been so blessed, man, that that God has kind of used me as a conduit um, to his his glory. And, and, and even though at the time, maybe I didn't think about it or know about it, I do now. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I was listening to one of my favorite little Texas songs this morning. Uh, my son and I always kind of grin when we listen to it. And I and I didn't even look up the songwriting credit. So you may have written this song, um, Redneck Like Me. 
<laughs> well, it's, it's 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 one that I sang, but I tell you, a guy named Jay Booker wrote that. The same guy who wrote Sunday in the South. Um, Are you kidding me, Shenandoah? Yeah, an incredible writer, man. And and I remember hearing that song and just thinking, Golly, I love that song. I want to cut it just like the way that it is, you know. And so so yeah, I love that song, man. You know, if, if there is a song that describes the rock and roll lifestyle it's redneck like me i mean okay. i'm thinking you know i don't think you know there are some country artists right now that need to grab that song and record <laughs> right. it but i'm thinking you know when i listen to the words you know especially that verse in that song uh what um she cries out my name and i'm thinking Oh, I know that may may not work in the me too movement right now. So I'm not sure how long I don't know where that's going to (laughs) go, but I'm going to listen to it in private and enjoy it. But it's just, it's one of those songs that just kind of like, it brings a rebel out of you. Absolutely. (laughs) But let let me ask you this, because in your book, um, you, you mentioned, I mean, and for someone who writes such amazing songs, you talk about anxiety and depression and how you've dealt with your share of rejection and grief. And I know we've talked a little bit about that. Um, where does your overall source of strength come from and, uh, how did you overcome those things? Well, um, let me, let me go back just a little bit. It's a great question. I, 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 I've, I've always been a worrier in my life. Um, I've always been somebody who's been hard on myself, very intuitive kind of person, um, wear my heart on my sleeve kind of guy. Um, so, uh, you know, I think, you know, being a musician goes hand in hand with that, you know, um, that's, that's what we do. Um, but I remember when anxiety hit me the hardest, um, early on. And that was when I, uh, left little Texas. Um, it hit me so hard, man. And, and, and at that point, that was the hardest time of my life. Why did did you leave? I mean, was was that a tough decision to make? It was extremely tough for me to make. Um, in, in the book, I explain the whole breakup. Um, not, not in the detail where I'm throwing anybody under the bus or anything like that, because, you know, the guy's, um, had their version of it. And then I've got my version of it. It's just what it is. Um, but, 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 I, but I had anxiety so incredibly bad and I, and I tried to go on some antidepressants at the time. Um, I went on, um, Prozac and, and I had some extreme side effects with Prozac and, uh, I remember just like having these like body twitches and 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 feeling nauseated all the time and dizzy and it was it was horrendous. I thought I was dying. I thought that I was going to be like that for the rest of my life. And um, and then after the anxiety came the depression because I just thought it'll never change. That why you know I'm so weak. I can't I can't even control my emotions and so on and so forth and. At the time, I just thought that I was having a good old-fashioned nervous breakdown. Um, but you know, but back in the '90s, you know, people didn't talk so much about anxiety and depression. You know, they just put oh, you yeah. on a a Valium and you're well, away you went. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, 
yeah, you yeah. Know, Here, take but, this pill, take this pill and go on. Yeah. You know, so, but now see, you know, now people understand that it is a very, very major thing for a lot of people, especially now with COVID. Um, it's a very, um, hard thing to diagnose in the beginning because it, it'll, it'll sneak up on you, you know? And, uh, and it did for me, it's, it snuck up on me. Um, and then one night it just kind of came to a head and, and I, th- I thought I was having a heart attack and the whole thing. And it was just, it was, it was hard, man. It was really, really hard. But I tell you through it all, family, friends, and God were, what got me out of it. Um, and of course, medication, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I went on, I, I finally went on a, uh, um, antidepressant called Zoloft, which worked, uh, which worked for me, uh, thankfully after a while. Um, but it took a little while, a little while for my body to, uh, kind of adapt to that kind of thing, because it seems to like, cut off all the highs that you have and cut off all the lows that you have. And it kind of keeps you in the middle of your emotions to where you don't go up or down too far. Just, just so you can kind of get through the circumstance that you're in. Um, but I prayed a lot during that time, man. I, th- I think, I think that it was a, you know, it, it was a combination of, uh, just being burnt out on the road and a spiritual battle. I really do. I think all of it was happening at once and it was, it was the perfect storm. Yeah, I, I believe that. And, and it's amazing how many, when I talk to musicians and recording artists and, and hearing their stories and, and I hear these stories over and over again. And then the, you know, being on the road, it's fun when you're young, it gets tiring when you get older Amen. and, you know, but, and there, and the thing is, is ladies and gentlemen, a lot of these people, they miss a lot of their own life within that span of their career. And, you know, you're, you're still relatively young and, uh, with so many, I mean, you know, and I love the fact that not only did you, you know, you spent six years in little Texas and you've done, I mean, the, and and I've and for, and for those of you who love music history, Brady's book is a perfect book to be reading if you'd like to really dive into what happens behind the scenes. But I love the connections that you share in your book with other other singers, musicians, songwriters, uh, producers. It's just an, an amazing read. It's just this incredible story. And again, I love how you started each chapter and ended each chapter with the Lord. And it, and you see, I see the theme throughout the whole book. And I know that on, um, December the 11th, 2020, you released a brand new solo version of God blessed Texas. Tell us more about that. And then what is next for Brady seals? Well, yes, I did. I did, uh, release, um, God blessed Texas. And, you know, I just thought that it would be, you know, time to do something like that, you know, for, Years now, I do a lot of singer-songwriter kind of shows where I'll uh, like like buddy up with two or three other songwriters, and it's what's called in the round. And and one writer will play one song, and then the next writer will play his hit song, and you know, and it goes down the line. So, um, of course, God bless Texas is always the one that we end with, you know, because it's such a 
you know, up tempo, fun kind of way to end a night. And so, so I mean, people have heard me do that kind of thing, and uh, you know, but but they've never really heard me do God Bless Texas, which, you know, I was a co-writer on the song. So I thought, well, it, it's time, you know, and it would go great uh, and go hand in hand with the book itself. And um, so, so yeah, it, it, it comes out literally December the 11th on every kind of uh, streaming platform, iTunes, um, uh, you know, Spotify, all those places. Um, and then also you can check out my YouTube channel, uh, subscribe to that if you will, and 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 you can see the video. We did a video, uh, me and my girlfriend. Um, we 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 did this really really cool, fun, loving kind of video for God Bless Texas as well that you can check out on YouTube. And uh, so yeah, and then and then what's next for me is, you know, I'm I'm working hand in hand with uh, my cousin uh, TJ. Uh, back to family, <laughs> um, uh, but I'm I'm writing with him again, and we're going to see if we can try to create a new record. You know, um, I don't know whether it'll be a solo project or whether it'll be Hot Apple Pie again. I don't know. You know, but but um, I just I just want to create some new music. Well, it, it it's definitely in you. Uh, my gosh, the uh, again the. The family line, it's never going to end. I mean, we, we'll always have a, <clears throat> songs written by seals, <laughs> you know, and, and oh my gosh. I mean, again, ladies and gentlemen, Brady Seal's book, God Blessed Texas and Me Too. It is a phenomenal read. It is an amazing read. Uh, it, I, I love, like I said, many of you know, by listening to my program, I love autobiographies. I love to read true stories. Uh, I love reading the Bible because it's true and, yeah. uh, we can't deny that. But, uh, again, um, your book Brady is available on Amazon and where books are sold. Yeah. Well, right now yeah. it's specifically Amazon, uh, after, okay. after a couple of months or so, I'll, I'll open it up to other, um, uh, you know, avenues of, uh, places to get, but right now it's exclusively on Amazon. There's the the paperback is on there, the 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 Kindle edition, and I'm gonna try to get this audio book done with me reading it. But <laughs> it's been it's been crazy <laughs> to get that up there. But I will eventually get the audio book up there as well, and you can go on there right now and and buy it, and um and and it'll it'll get to you by Christmas and. You can also go on my website, which is BradySeals.com, and there you can order an autographed copy of ah. the book as well. So pretty cool. I'm <clears throat> I'm all for that. Uh Brady, just keep doing what you're doing. Um I have thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today. I, I know that once I finish your book. I will probably contact you again because there's it. just so much. I love storytelling and I love to hear other people's stories and uh, you are welcome back on my show anytime. So if you got another project you got to promote, you better call me. I certainly <laughs> will, man. And thank you for doing what you do because it helps so many people out there. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put that because Brady's on the show. I want to tell you this because I use this as a reminder for every recording artist that I interview. Please don't just listen to the songs on Spotify and Pandora. 
I want you to go buy the album, download it, buy it for the download, because it's not just supporting the artist. It's supporting the songwriters. It's supporting those that come together to bring the tours about that. We pray the tours are coming back 2021. And by you going to the shows, you are supporting the music industry to bring us more songs that will be part of our life to create more memories, happy, joyful, maybe even sad, but they're memories nonetheless. And we need to keep that going. So, pull out your wallet, make sure you buy their record. So keep that in mind, but I'm going to leave. Hey Brady, this one's for you because I'm going to leave all of my listeners with the very words of Brady seals himself because in his book, God bless Texas and me too. And I quote, the good news is God has big blessings for all of us. His blessings can come in different forms at various times, under all types of circumstances and from a multitude of sources. He desires to give all of them to us. Those are the words of Brady Seals in his brand new book, God Bless Texas and Me Too. Brady, thank you so much for being on the program. You too, buddy. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And if I can ask you a favor, Please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes, and you know this one's a five-star episode. So thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness on any streaming service. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. Thank you again for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. We are known as a different kind of wellness show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body, your mind, and your soul right. Have a blessed day, everyone.